0: Okay, so let us begin the parish of Noah, shall we? Yeah. Yes, let's do it. Okay. Parish of Noah, have a great day. Parish of Noah begins with the following words. Bela told us Noah, these are the descendants of Noah. And since we're mentioning Noah, even before we mention his children and his descendants, the Torah goes to tell you who is Noah. Noah is an Isht. Sadak. Noah is a righteous man. He was complete and perfect in his generation. God walked, or Noah walked together with God. It really means that God walked Noah. As of God walked together with Noah and kept him on the straight and narrow path. Now, it's very interesting that before we even say who are the children of Noah, we get distracted giving a, a little bit of a, uh, a eulogy and a, you know, a, praise that Noah was a tzaddik. Rashi tells us, whenever well, you mention tzaddik, you mention the blessings that tzaddik brings. addition, what's the true descendants, the true children of a, t- of a tzaddik? Not their biological children, but the impact they leave on the world. So Noah was not just the father of Shein, Muhammad, and Ham and Yafes. Noah was the tzaddik that had an impact on his entire generation. This is gonna be a paid advertisement for tonight's class, Me in the Bible. We also have a lot of them talking about how Noah impacted the generation, what kind of global figure Noah was, and what kind of tzaddik he was. So that will all be discussed in tonight's Monday night class. But anyway, we know the tzaddik, either a relative to his generation, or he was a tzaddik despite his generation, he was even greater than a different generation, but he was a righteous man. He also had three children: Shane, Cham, and Yonfes. Uh, the oldest of the three actually actually not Shem. The oldest was Yafes, then Shane and Khan. But since Shane was the most righteous, the one that would be the father of our being mentioned first, and the earth has become corrupted, full of violence, full of robbery. People stole from each other. People were selfish and had no sense of the moral fabric of the society at the time, completely corrupted. There was no longer any sense of unity and of care and compassion for others was very much a me, 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 stealing violence, taking what I want. And God sees that the world has become corrupted because all the flesh has become uh, full of evil ways. And therefore, as we're ready, we at the end of partial voracious. God decides, he regrets. He feels bad having made man would be so evil. On the other hand, it's happened that he made man below so he can destroy him without destroying the world above. And God has already decided to destroy mankind, as we discussed at the end of Hashem Horatius, but the Torah is repeating it just to give you the flow so you can follow the story. So here we have Noah, a righteous man, he has three kids, the world is corrupt. God comes to Noah, and God says, the end of flesh has come before me, the world is full of robbery and violence, etc. It's time for me to save you and your family, to be the version 2-0 of humanity. This is why we didn't know about Noah's kids, because the ark had to be big enough not only to save Noah and his wife, but also his three married children as well. So go make for yourself a teva. Teva literally means an ark. But I'll be remiss if I didn't mention the word teva also means word. Teva is a word. Tevot. Tevot of tefillah, Torah, the word of prayer, of studying the Torah. As Baal Shem said to us, when a person feels like they're drowning in the flood of life, ever been there? That flood, the deluge of bills and work and stress and everything, right? Me and Robert were singing a song yesterday, I owe, I owe, it's off to work, I go. So you get overwhelmed with all the bills you have to pay and everything, it's like you're overwhelmed. So what should you do? Make for yourself a teva. Make for yourself a protective shelter from the words of prayer, the words of study of Torah. And that will be what will raise you above, like an ark that floats above the water, the words of the Torah and the words of the prayers will rise you above all of the the intense, you know, rushing, raging waters of making a living and surviving on planet Earth, raging below us. So he tells us now about make this table. Make it out of gopher wood, which is a very, very strong wood that can handle the pressures of the rain and of the water. You should make this uh, art with compartments. What were they you have different rooms, the different animals to live in? And you should put gopher, You should put on the inside and on the outside. You should put um, tar to keep it totally waterproof. As a really waterproof uh, contraption for the heavy duty rain. And it should be three hundred ammas long. Okay, let's get some comparison here. Uh, Alma is between a foot and a half, to like 21. You're, you're, I'm going to get the arms one. The smallest measure is 18 inches to 21 and a half inches. So let's go 20 inches. I'll take even a foot and a half. 300 Alma is 450 feet. That's the smallest measure. How long is a football field? 300, 300, 300 feet. 300 feet. Right. So we're talking about a football field and a half. That is a cruise ship. Well, cushions could be big, I don't know how get I mean, it's pretty big. So if you think about a full-size professional football field, that's a football field and a half. That's how long the table was. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can use just something you can imagine. How wide was it? It was 50 cubits wide, again, smaller size, 75. Because just 18 inches, a very easy number to just add up easily. You know, just put in the half, it's very easy to do the math, even for me. So 50 amas wide is 75 feet. Okay, 75 feet. Just to compare, this building—the width of the front of the building is 60. So it's wider than the chabad, at least this front of the building. Okay, it's a good 52, feet wider than the shul. The whole here we on the shul, and it was um, it was 30 amas high, meaning 45 feet tall. That's very unstable. Very unstable. Why is it unstable? Uh, because of the length and the width and the height. You think have been higher or shorter? Uh, I'm not saying it shouldn't have been either one. Uh-huh. It should have been <laughs> You're the engineer. Well, first it was like a ship, and but it wasn't a square. Uh-huh. It wasn't a square, it was sloped. We're going to read the very mm-hmm. next verse that the roof of the, of the arc was sloped. I don't know what the bottom was like. I don't think the bottom was flat, right? It was like a ship. Ships, in general, are long and narrow. You want it to go through the water. Um, it doesn't say anything about the bottom of it. the top of the roof it's definitely a slope. You know, all the rain and water would fall off. And it came to a point of one amma by one amma, one square amma wide, which is about a foot and a half, eighteen inches by eighteen inches, in which there was a sohar. What is a sohar? There's two explanations in Rashi for what a sohar is: either it's a skylight. You no, know, top of the thing of a skylight. Although this could not have been the only window or light in the, you know, it would be very dark in the ark, and that was the only light in the whole ark. Or, it's, or it's a sort is a is like a diamond, some kind of precious jewel that gave off its own light, a reflected light, some kind of stone that was used as a uh, source of light by reflecting light out into the uh, some kind of stone. Okay, so here we have our table. Now this tava has three floors in the 45 feet. Let's say it's more than 45 feet. is still a nice amount of space per floor. The bottom floor, which again may not have been square, was garbage. All of the storage, all the food was there. And then when there was a refuse that came, no people, and no animals, go to the bathroom. There was no way of getting it out of the ark. The ark was sealed with the summa. It was a completely sealed little floating, box in the, in, the, in the flood, there was no way of removing, uh, you know, flushing the toilet and out into the sewer. We didn't believe in, you know, polluting the environment back then. So all of the refuse to go somewhere. So the bottom floor was storage and then storage of garbage. The middle floor, which was probably the biggest floor, was for all the animals. And the top floor, which as it was getting narrower, was for the human beings that were on board, okay? People, animals, and garbage. Okay, those are the 3 fourths of the Teva. And God says to no, Noah, I'm going to bring a marble A mabal is a flood of water on the earth that will destroy everything that exists on the land. And as it says, I will end of here, but this, this flood will be so powerful will actually destroy the earth itself, meaning a full few inches of earth, whatever you will plow up, got washed away with the flood as well, totally washed away. I'll bring my uh, flood on the earth, but, says Avogatenach, with you, I will establish my covenant. With you, I promise that I'll take care of you, and whatever the covenant is I'll keep you alive. that I'll make sure you survive in the ark for you. So all the food you bring bringing to the ark, won't spoil, when you bring bringing all those foods for the animals and vegetables, those, uh, the grass, whatever you don't want to spoil in the way, that's my covenant with you that it will not spoil. Um, and, um, and uh, however, she wanted to art you and your sons, your wife, and your daughter in law by separating you and your sons, your wife, and your daughter in love, God was saying that although you'll be living together, you should be separated. The men and the woman should not have any intimacy because, as long as the world is being destroyed, it's not right that at the same time the world is being destroyed. You're procreating and you know having intimacy to create more children at the time of destruction. How many animals should come to the ark? You all know two of each kind of animal, one male, one female should come into the ark. But no, to God, will I get so many How do I follow the animals? So God says, Don't worry about it, I will bring them to you, they will come on their own. So, too, will all the birds, may have oath, lumineo, all the birds. Uh, and from all the creepy crawler creatures that crawl on the ground, two of each you will bring with you into the ark that you kept alive. But again, they will come to you. You don't have to go and find them. They will come to you. You should also take all the food that you will need to feed all these animals. Imagine, that's a lot of food. Even imagine how much food that is. How he knew what different kinds of foods to bring and how much they would need and what they would want. But he figured it out. Yes, Noah Chanoa did exactly everything that God told him. Came Asa, so he did. Although what Rasha says, what does mean He did everything God said? Building the ark. However, he did not actively talk about this tonight as well. How much he tried to convince the people of his generation to do Teshuvah. In this, he built the ark. It took him 120 years to build the ark, a long time to be building an ark. And it was a pretty big ark. I don't know, see, we're thinking today's size buildings, but in those days, I imagine I don't know how big buildings were back then, I have no idea, actually. Right, they're big people. So he's building, by the way, I'm could have be much bigger back then, too. Just thinking, just the thought just popped in my head. We're thinking of an arm's length of today. An arm's length of then may have been a much, much, much bigger size. Much bigger, much, much bigger people back then. So he's building this massive ark, and um, people came up and said, oh, what's going on, what are you doing? And Noah told the people, there's a flood coming. God to to destroy the world because of evil sins. And guess what happened? The people started to scoff at him, to laugh at him, and they made fun of him and said, huh, you're a conspiracy theorist, and you're nuts, and you're a, you're a laptop, child, you know, and they, they laughed at him. And in fact, they said, let's see if the rain comes, we'll break down his ark, you know. And they had all the plans to stop Noah from floating away, and Noah was not deterred, mm-hmm. Noah was not discouraged, despite all the scoffing and laughing that he had to endure. Being the only person in the whole world was going on enjoying joining a party, you know, having a good time, stealing, robbing, being immoral. And Noah, he's sitting there, schmitzing and building, you know, poor guy. And then he finally thought he went into the shookie, he snapped or something. But he knew that what God said was true, but yet despite his strong belief, he was unable to inspire anybody of the generation to repent and to change their ways, to join them on the ark. And so, him and his wife and his kid in the Sunri, Comes the day of the flood, and the waters begin to come down. God uh, brings before him all these animals, and God says, "Of the pure animals, you shall bring seven, They come, each one, each uh, seven, each of the husband and wife, and all the words and all that. And it's going root tomorrow. We'll no, it's six hundred years old. Is when the flood actually begins. And that will be tomorrow's uh, discussion. Deal. Deal. Yes. We need to go to that uh, ark.